Welcome to the Mastering the Mind podcast, where we take you through professional elite athletes and coaches' stories about how they cope with the psychological demands of competing at elite level. Today, we welcome nine-time CrossFit Games Masters athlete, Laurie Mishesnik, to the podcast. Laurie won gold at the 2019 and 2021 Games, silver in the 2011 and 2018 Games, and bronze in the 2015 Games. Laurie also holds two world records in the World Masters Weightlifting Championship. Outside of CrossFit, Laurie has a great appreciation for the mental side of sport, owning a business called On Point Coaching that delivers programs, presentations, and offers mentoring, whilst recently releasing an ebook called Insights to be on point for the open so let's welcome laurie to the podcast how's your day been uh great i actually got part of my workout in my first got my am workout in before so uh that was good it's good you always make it it makes me rest rest less when i have yeah. something i have to get to so yeah. <laughs> i got through a little faster what did yeah. the uh, morning workout consist of today then uh, my morning workout today was uh what my coach calls shield which another word for that is like bulletproofing your body uh so it was uh some accessory work that i had to do so it was uh, yeah it was good and then it was uh just a longer cardio session today uh this afternoon will be some lifting and uh open prep meaning some heavy breathing yeah that's coming up soon isn't it <laughs> this week I, uh, we get yeah, yeah. we get the announcement yeah i asked uh, quite a few crossfit um crossfitters to come on the podcast and uh yeah some are waiting until after the open to come on so we oh. uh, we, <laughs> we thank you for uh coming on and sh- sharing some time with us uh, we really appreciate it you know um since they changed the open from five weeks to three weeks uh it's it, it's been great so it it's you know it's pretty low stress uh for me uh my coach actually just like has me train right through it i mean i'll do the open workout in the morning and i'll still have another workout in the afternoon right like he doesn't take he doesn't take much time off um for the open and you know and it's nice like they opened up the qualifications bigger right like the top 10 percent from like our age division then qualifies to the next qualifying period so it, it's like yeah it's it's good to make the top 10 percent. lots of athletes get to make it which is great how many qualifying periods are there until you get to the games? Um, there was the open, and then for the teenagers and the all the masters division, there was one more qualifying weekend. But this year they changed it, and we now have another qualifying weekend. So we do the open, we now have a quarter final, and then a semifinal in June, which is brand new for us because our our the what they call the quarterfinal was our age group online qualifier. It was always in April. And then we were done. Then we had like all the way until August till the games where we didn't do anything but train and prepare. But now we have one more long, uh, intense weekend right in June, which is great. Mm. I'm excited. Okay. You see it positively then you, you, you're happy about that, that they've added that that kind of, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Uh, I guess, like the downside to part of it this year is there are now only taking 10 athletes again from each age group for the masters last uh, games in 2021, it was 20, which was really fun, really fun to have uh, more of us there, but now it's only 10 again, but I'm very happy about the, the second qualifier. I think, I, I mean, my guess is they're going to have a better idea what skills we all have, which mm. I think you know, they often say they have programming for the games done like almost a year in advance or what they're, you know, they've got it done very early. I don't think that's the case for us. <laughs> I think they program that a little bit later. And, you know, uh, now with all these qualifiers coming up, they'll, they'll have an idea of what we're capable of doing and maybe, you know, allows them to program uh, maybe appropriately for us. Mm, okay. Um just to start the podcast, something we ask all our guests when they come on and for the listeners to get to know you is for you to talk us through your journey today. So give us like a brief overview of like who you are growing up um, to where you are now. Um, How yeah, long do I have? <laughs> all the time the, you want. The more the you talk, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three, four, five. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Tell us. Uh, I'm on. Okay, awesome. Well, fantastic. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my name's Lori Mishisnik. I uh, live in Canada. I'm in. I live in Saskatchewan. I grew up on a farm, a uh, very small town. Uh, so, a very small school. And you know, I always say we had to do every sport. If you wanted to have a team, we had to play every sport because there weren't enough kids. Uh, you know, so I grew up very active, and I think uh, that was something about me. Is uh, I was outside a lot, always being active. Um, and uh, that carried on through uh, all my, you know, adult years. I was always active. I did did played all the sports. When I left school, uh, you know, went to university. But then I kind of fell in uh, to more um, individual or um, solo activities. So I would I would run and do yoga. Even though yoga is I'm um, in a class, you're you're kind of you're still pretty much doing that by yourself. So I uh, I did do all of the sports that came through all of the decades, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. low impact aerobics, high impact aerobics, and then there was something like Pilates came along, and that was get a home gym and have some dumbbells in the basement and work out that way, you know. So I I was always doing all of those things, and um, finally before I started CrossFit, I was running and doing yoga about four times a week. But my running was interesting. I, um, I, I didn't do long distance running. I did interval running. So it was like, it was interesting. It really prepared me well for CrossFit. I would do like this 20 minute interval and uh, people didn't like running. Like the people that I worked with, they didn't like coming running with me because it was just this fast, really hard workout. But I would go once a week, I would go with them on their long, like six, eight K run. Right. And I just found it terribly boring to run that long. I much preferred my 20 minute run. Um, Mm. But then, uh, yeah, then I walked into a CrossFit gym, did my introduction and um, uh, like, that was it. I think I started the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just loved it. Um, I actually went, um, one of my, uh, my middle son was going to go to CrossFit. And I kind of thought, well, that's all I knew about it was it was an hour long. And if I showed up at the same time, we could work out together. And I thought, well, that'd be fun. Um, but uh, I went, I loved it. He really didn't like it. So he didn't continue. Um, and, and I continued on. And uh, one day, one of the coaches said, how many times in a row have you been here? I said, I don't know, like probably every day, you know, and then I got told I had to stop coming. Uh, I really loved it. It was like being back in a gym class in high school, but for adults. Mm. Uh, So I really, and it, I think what was interesting was it, it really ignited this competitive fire in me again, because I really did like sports and where there was a win and a lose. Uh, I really like that. <laughs> and yeah. I hadn't done that for such a long time. Um, except I, you know, I was still even that way with my running, right? It was always like, got to get a little further on this interval. And, you know, even in yoga, if there was another pose to learn or a higher level of that pose to learn, I was all about that. So, I mean, I was still being competitive when I think about it, but just with myself, um, you know, so it served me well when I went into CrossFit and found that environment where, um, yeah, there were a lot of people who also enjoyed doing that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that was in 2010. Uh, I started 2010 CrossFit. And then um, 2011 was kind of a change where they started master's category. So that year, I qualified to something called the CrossFit Games. I had no idea what it was. Like we were doing the open and we finished the open. And one of the coaches says, says Lori, you, you qualified to the CrossFit Games. He was a statistician and he like had all the numbers and he was following this and he knew I qualified I said that's cool what are the CrossFit games you know so I started we I learned about it went to the CrossFit games that year in 2011 we worked out in a parking lot that was it with that time it was in California and they had the masters set up in a parking lot we worked out on pavement uh, but it was amazing there's a lot of us who still talk about that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, there's when I think about it uh, I don't know now if any of those, the people that I competed with then are still coming to the games now. Jeez. I'd have to think about that. I'm not sure if there's any of them still coming uh, with me. Um, but then, yeah, then it kind of uh, went from there. Uh, in that time, I missed two years due to, uh, it was 2013 and 2014, due to my rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I I didn't want to take medications at a, at a, for a period. I thought I could control it with diet and exercise. Uh, and as I got a little bit older, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I realized I had to. So 
between 2013, 2013, I actually came in 21st and it was only 20 athletes qualified to go to the games. So I came in 21st that year and uh, didn't make it. And then I took that year off and kind of got my arthritis back under control, got back to um, into the medical community and had a rheumatologist follow me and uh, got on a medication that really did help. It, it was, uh, it was important. Uh, and so that made quite a difference and then qualified back to the games in 2015. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, my first year that I went to the games, I got a silver medal. It was very cool. Got came in silver that, that year, uh, second that year. My goal that year was to hopefully win one workout and then come in the top five. So it was really cool that very first year, I won the first workout by a couple of seconds. <laughs> so yes. that yeah. was fun. It was so fun. And um, yeah, and then I ended up with a silver medal. Uh, 2012, I went back. I think I came in sixth or seventh that year. Uh, and then the 2013, 2014, went back in 2015, qualified in 2015 and got a, got a bronze medal. And at that year, you know, it was like, um, it was like um, a gold medal actually. It was interesting. It, it told me that I was worthy of being on that stage with those people coming back at that time. Um, and then and then I would say at that point, the whole identity crisis hit hit me a little bit uh, because then 2016, 2017, I went back um, with no podium um, shows. So that was interesting. It was very frustrating for me. Uh, and it took me through, again, a lot of personal uh, journey. And uh, 2017, I had a, quite a change with somebody meeting me and just saying, I know what the problem is. And if you would like to, you know, if you think you can win the gold medal, if you believe you can win the gold medal, I can help you. And uh, that started a whole journey for me. And then uh, 2018, got a silver medal. Uh, I was very happy with that because I was a completely different athlete when I went to that games. I, and uh, I recognized some holes that I still hadn't quite taken care of, went back to care of them. Then 2019 was my first gold medal. It was so fun. Very, very good. 2020 was COVID. We didn't have uh, games that year. And then I, we all got to go back in 2021 and that was my second gold medal. And that takes us up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks so much for that, for that kind of overview. And uh, we're definitely going to dig deeper into all the topics you just mentioned. But just bringing it back, you mentioned at the start that you are a quite a competitive person. So where do you think this has stemmed from? Was it maybe growing up like in your family environment or where, where do you think it's, it came from? Yeah, I like that question. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we're all given gifts like I have a very spiritual background so I, I believe we're uh, we're all made to be in certain to thrive in certain arenas my arena is the arena of competition mm -hmm. I had to come to accept that and acknowledge that about myself that yeah. that's where I'm meant to be and that's where I can do some good in the world that's uh, it yeah it's a long I could give a very long answer about that but I believe it's in my DNA if yeah. I if I do not acknowledge that about myself um, I will not be happy in, mm. in what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. yeah. People try to suppress it like throughout your journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Questioning, questioning what I was doing. Like, what is this? Like, what is this about? And you know, why, why would I be doing this? And uh, that was that whole piece about the identity and um, like, no, I, I am an athlete. If you use the, I am statement and I don't even, it's not even that it's deeper. Now I'm a, con I like, I like the word contender. I'm a contender. I don't care if I'm playing Scrabble with you or we're having a game of tic-tac-toe. I'm in it to win. It's yeah. just, it's who I am, you know? And so um, I had to, yeah, I came to accept that. Yeah, I think it's super interesting because a lot of people see competitiveness, you know, as sort of a, a negative thing. But, you know, as you've come to accept it and you've come to see it as a positive, you know, then it's starting to have positive impact on your life. Um, I'm definitely a competitor like I mean everything I will I'm always there to win you know I, I could yeah. not take losing and that's in anything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas and, you know all the family games you know I'm, I'm in yeah. it to win it <laughs> and and I have to if you like I'll, I'll even take it further and what I've come to understand about myself is that it's not you see it at the 20 at the last games 2021 games I did not come in first in any event yeah but I 
I, but every event was a win to me. So I, I distinguished be, like coming in first and winning. There was only one event I was unhappy with that I would say it wasn't a win. Um, you know, but in the end, I won the CrossFit Games or came in first. But it's um, like my idea of winning, it's my understanding now of how I go in and who shows up to play the game. And if the person that shows up to play the game is my best person and I have done the best I can, but I don't come in first. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing I can do about that. I still have to be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. So that man, like when you, when I came to understand that it just became so much fun again, like they're like the, 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 the anxiety, you know, is lifted off of you because I, I understand why I'm there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I love that. That was going to be my next point is that, you know, being too competitive sometimes can also be quite negative and you've, seem to realize that you know that despite you coming second it was still an achievement for you so it didn't you know yeah yeah absolutely and that was like after the 2017 games and uh i i um, for a while i owned a gym and uh i was there i was coaching and it was right after the games and all the members were saying how proud they were of me and you know like the look on my face was like i was having nothing of it because i Mm. came in like sixth or seventh and i was so unhappy with myself right about how i had performed right and that was when you know the one member happened to notice that and he you know he was this guy who said I kind of know what's going on I think I can help you right which kind of took me on this journey about learning to uh, understand why I do what I do what's that reason and um, you know the the gift you've been given uh, is something to uh, to eat and I was using it incorrectly I was mm-hmm. using it incorrectly so I uh, that was fun it was fun to learn that yeah I love that also, just talking about your journey and taking it back, you mentioned, obviously, when you walked into that CrossFit gym for the first time, you sort of fell in love and you went every, every day since. <laughs> um, you know, what was it about the CrossFit gym that you loved so much uh, and made you fall in love with it? Yeah, a good. Yeah, great. I, I like a, another thing that I have come to understand about myself is um, I experience uh, the world um, through movement like I'm very kinesthetic I experience the world through my body and uh, and moving and, and even as a child that was me um, and so um, CrossFit like gave me this chance then to move my body like in all these ways that were so new and I think the thing I even today I completely understand is that I have so much to learn I've been doing this 11 years and man there you never get there you never get there. So there's always something that's keeping me on my toes to learn and be better at. So that part of CrossFit over the years, I've come to see that is that, man, lower your chin, chin, humble yourself, because this is this sport is going to put you on the floor and put your ego in its place in two seconds, right? And so I love that part about uh, CrossFit is that you can just keep learning, you can just keep learning. There is always something else um, out there yet for, uh, you know, to make you better and help you grow. Yeah. Just Along with the community. Like I have to say, right, the, the community was a, a big part of it. And that is a phenomena that is, is, is difficult to explain. And, and I use the analogy about like, when you try to explain to somebody about why you go to church, it's like, I can't tell you why I go to church. You go yourself and see if it does something for you. And it's the same with CrossFit. You know what? I can't tell you what CrossFit does for me. You go to CrossFit and you experience it and see if it does something for you. Then we'll talk about it after you've experienced. Let's talk about that then. But to try and explain it to somebody is such an interesting thing. Such an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I love the CrossFit community. Um, that's something that that's the, one of the main reasons why I like it so much. No, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When you, when you walked into that gym, were you able to easily relate to the people around you? Because obviously, you know, <laughs> weight, like lifting heavy weights is often associated with you know like strong guys, like big arms, etc. Or you know, how how yeah. how did you kind of experience that? Like seeing different types of profiles in that gym and. Whoa. Yeah, so that's so interesting, because I remember, I, I, you know, and this goes to the, 
the the competitiveness put into my DNA, right? I remember that first time walking in. So I had the coach was there with me and kind of doing this intro. And there were a group of people like on the other side of the gym working out. And so mm. I was paying attention to what the coach was doing with me, but I was also paying attention to what these guys yeah. were doing, you know, and they had the barbells and I'd never touched the barbell in my life. Mm. I'd used dumbbells, but I'd never used a barbell. And they were there and they were doing some lifting and they had like, weights on the bar like big weights now I know they were only 10 pound plates so they really weren't lifting a lot but at the time to me it looked like a lot of weight I'm, yeah. I'm thinking in my head when can I do that yeah. how soon I wonder I wonder how soon I can do that right so yeah. let's get on with what you want to show me so I can see if I can do that um you know so I was just um always amazed at what what our bodies are capable of and to see what everybody could do. Mm. Um, you know, I was impatient to be able to do that. And, you know, even looking back now, it, it, uh, how many times I have had to take myself to the bottom of the ladder and start a skill over again at the very basics, because I was impatient to learn it. And then you develop some bad habits that are really difficult to, to unlearn. You know, you got you to gotta go right back down again, humble yourself because you got to go back to the beginning and learn this skill over. So, you know, for me, um, no, I was just always like in wonder at what people were able to do with our bodies. And, and even now, if you ask me like walking on my hands and the things that I can do, I'm like, there's no way I would have ever thought I'd be doing those things. Right. Uh, yeah, it's quite incredible. Yeah. Talking about like this love for CrossFit and getting into loving it. Was there any specific inspiration like a CrossFit athlete that you sort of like look up to or look at inspiration or you like look at you know what they stand for and you like that? Uh, you know what? Um, I've interviewed a lot of I've interviewed a lot of athletes, actually. I, I shouldn't say a lot, but I did uh, one year I did, a, you know, a, a, a summit for the open just to to get people excited about doing the open. And I interviewed a lot of athletes. And, um, you know, that, one of my questions was like, is there a thread that runs through all of us? And, you know, uh, in, in a way, we're all still super unique. And um, I'm like, when I look at the individual athlete who comes in last at the CrossFit games, they are a phenomenal athlete. Like they are an amazing athlete, right? Um, uh, you know, and yet you look at them, you know, coming in last place. Uh, so I am just, again, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm more amazed by the capacity of the human body and what we're able to do. But I also understand like it's a, there's the physical part of it and then there's the psychological part of it and that mental part of it. And that, that's the part that is like really fascinating to me and following athletes who have made, you know, uh, had some setbacks and then come back again, stronger than before. Those things are super interesting to me to watch because man, there is something really uh, special and unique about how they connect their mind and their body to do that because it's it's not an easy thing to to do that and so I can't see there's anyone you know any one athlete I just like it is amazing everybody is just amazing I find in the sport uh, that we do and I like even at in the at the masters level when I am there in that group of masters it is such it is such an like an, an honor it's a cliche to say that but I just don't take it for granted who I am around those, you know, those human beings um, uh, when it comes to the world of moving our bodies, right. They have done some incredible things and put themselves through things that everybody's able to do. We're all able to do this, you know, so it, it is just, uh, it's that belief again, it's that uh, it's an emotional piece I find, uh, you know, so I can't say there's one person that ever inspired me. But the whole, the whole community, commu the, yeah. the whole community yeah. has just amazed when I look at it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. In terms of, you know, you've interviewed all, all, all these athletes, you spoke to a lot of them. Um, I'm interested to know, and this is something we ask all guests is, you know, what are some characteristics and traits you feel make a successful CrossFit? What do you think should be intertwined if you want to be successful in CrossFit psychologically? Yeah. Um, like the, I think the first thing, like the biggest thing is to understand is what happens in the gym 
um, is an important part, but it's a small part. <laughs> uh, we have to recognize what happens outside of the gym. Um, when you're looking to be competitive, um, if you want, and I, I mean, is that what you, is you, can your question be, is that towards being a competitive athlete? Yeah, I, I, I'd say so. Like, Would you say? Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of like things like, you know, perseverance, confidence, you like know, any mental oh, yeah. like abilities or... Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's a, that's, yeah, I love that's a, that's a big question. And, yeah. um, you know, for me, what I have learned is that, um, our body will follow what our mind tells it to do. My body is the paintbrush. The body is the paintbrush, right? And, uh, you know, my, my thoughts, my thoughts are, are the captain of what is happening here and what's going on. And so, um, you know, it's, it's coming down to just understand um, what you think is what is going to happen to you. And yeah, when you, we talk about um, CrossFit athletes, uh, you, you know, the perseverance and uh, that kind of thing, um, it is a willingness to step out of your comfort zone. And to see where the edge is, where's the edge? Like, actually, where do I fall off this cliff? And the, the thing about it is, is when I fall off the cliff, you know what? I can actually get up and come back up <laughs> and then I can push that. I can push that edge a little bit further now because I just fell off it. So now I'm going to push it and I can go a little bit further. And I think that is something, uh, a characteristic is that um, we're not afraid to fall off the edge. We're not afraid to push it. And then we move that edge and we go a little bit further and a little bit further. And uh, so I think um, if, you know, if you, anybody who, you know, is out there looking to, um, and they're going to the gym and working out, it's like all within, all within, um, you know, good coaching and good technique. I'm not saying go load the bar up and see how, you know, when you're going to fail your one rep max, right? That, that all happens progressively, right? But it's like, mm, you know what? I'm going to do, you know, five more burpees today before I stop and take a rest, right? I'm going to do three more reps today before I stop and take a rest. It's just like I say, that edge, step over it. You're going to find out we don't die. We don't die. We actually learn a lot. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I've seen in uh, athletes who, uh, you know, are like, if you want to say successful, uh, you know, or do things that we go, wow, that's amazing. They are not afraid of the edge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this idea of like growth mindset, maybe not, not, not being afraid to fail. Um, yeah. That's what I guess differentiates the, Truly. the great and Truly. the good, you know, like, like Audie always says, <laughs> I definitely I, think in you, terms of, you know, how CrossFit's programmed, you know, it really is about pushing limits. You know, you talk about mm -hmm. am, like AMRAP and things like that. You know, you're constantly pushing for that extra rep. And that's what makes mm -hmm. a difference, I suppose, when you get to the games and you're, you're up against your competitors, you know, yeah. that's going to make the difference. So 100%, I feel, I feel that's a really good characteristic that you've included there. Yeah. Um, and I think that should be integrated across a lot of sports, to be fair. So it's not just applicable to CrossFit. It can be applicable to anything. Oh. Oh, truly. Yeah. Anything. Uh, it's, that's absolutely right. Anything in our life, there's an edge to it. And uh, yeah, business relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Step, step yeah. over. Yeah. In terms of, you know, CrossFit is obviously a very challenging sport. Um, and when we talk about pushing to the limit, you know, how do you keep yourself motivated for all these years? You know, you're, you're a master's athlete, you know, how will you keep yourself motivated to go every single day, carry on competing and making it to the games? And, and, and you, at the moment, you're on a two-year win streak getting gold. So, <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Unbelievable. You, um, yeah, that's too... Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's a simple answer because I, I love it. And um, I, it's never worked to me. And I think, again, that is like, that's that piece that acknowledging that this is who I am. This was who I was designed to be. You know, the, uh, the training part, I get excited when I'm getting ready to head out to the gym and uh, start to work out. And uh, the arena of competition, again, that excites me. Uh, it makes me happy. So to keep the motivation up, like I would have to say, oh man, just like do what you love. If you are doing what you love, motivation is not an issue. 
it it's like I, you know, I yeah, I've, I've been asked that, and you know, like, what do you do when you don't want to work out? I don't know, because it's I never don't want to work out. I want to work out. I love it. I love what I do. Uh, you know, so as a, it's a short, it's a great question, but it's a short answer for me in that it is never work for me. It's never work. I've been so fortunate to have not been injured. I have been, you know, done things. Um, and I'm told, you know, seven, whatever, seven to eight weeks before, but I mean, I'm like, three weeks and I'm back doing what I'm supposed to be, you know, not doing, but it's okay. Uh, I, it's just, I, I will myself to not even give any energy to those types of things because this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm meant to be doing. So yeah, it is not difficult to motivate myself. I can imagine it's, it's special that you found that thing that you love. You know, a lot of people can go through life and not, not know what they do love. So you know, it's class that you found that. Um, mm. In terms of when you're competing, something that like we're fascinated by at Master in the Mind is, you know, routines and, you know, um, from the night before you compete, so let's say the night before the game mm. starts, you know, what's your routine and then what's the morning routine? And then right before you're about to compete, what's your pre-performance routine to help you get into that, that zone? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I like overall general before i actually execute a workout i've already done it 50 times okay so like right i i i have done it 50 times right down to like breathing patterns how i'm gonna move um uh you know i've done that over but i i laugh and i chuckle because like a little story like at the game at the 2021 games I didn't do that. I, I missed this because there was a, it was a rope climb and then you run out and do some deadlifts and you roll your bar. And I, I um, like, I missed the, like, there are so many little things, you know, and I missed what the, um, I'm going to take a piece of chalk and I'm going to have it down the lane. So I don't have to stop. I'm going to chalk while I'm running back to the rope. But, you know, it was like, I put the, I put the chalk where I thought it should be. But when I rolled my bar, I rolled my bar right over the block of chalk. Right. Oh, so, I, so I, you know, oh, like a tiny little thing, this is where you put the chalk. Like, you know, it's so those details, like I say, like how I'm going to breathe exactly the rope climbs. I know, like, I know what I'm doing on the rope climbs, you know, so I've done the workout over and over. So that part, um, you know, is clear. Then, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting because there's external and internal ways of preparing ourselves. And, you know, the the external person who um, has to not be thinking in detail about the workout, those people like people will say about that, man, if that person just focused, they'd be so much a better athlete because they're talking to people and like, you know, being, uh, you know, very sociable and or being social. Or the internal person, somebody would say, man, that person just needs to have more fun. They're always so quiet and serious, but they need to be inside. I've kind of, I think I'm more internal, but I've learned to let that go a little bit and be a bit more external. Um, I have that preparation done beforehand, you know, so right there, when you're with all the other athletes, you can enjoy the piece with the other athletes. So that is one thing that I, I make sure that I do. And I have these, I have these mantras that I say to myself about how I go out onto the field, what my breathing is, what my shoulders are like, what are my eyes like, what am right, how is how am I looking? I walk out, I shake the judge's hand, I introduce myself, I'm smiling, you know, those things. Like it's all very, it is very set. It is very yeah. set. When it comes down to like um sleeping, I'm, you know, yep, just I'm in bed. I'm able to sleep. I've I've I'm good at that part about getting myself to go to sleep. But I think again, it's because I know why I'm there. I know why I'm there to, mm -hmm. to compete. I'm like this, the stress has been lifted again because I have a very clear why um, when it comes to routine and food and eating, man, that's the same. Nothing changes from what I do every mm -hmm. day. I yeah. keep that all very much the same. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Ask any more details about that. I kind of jumped all over there for you. No, yeah, that was uh, it was really interesting. I'm interested to know, you know, in terms of CrossFit, from when I've watched like the documentaries on like Netflix, um, it seems that they spring workouts on you, like you, you're not sure what's going to happen at the games. 
how hard does that make your sort of imagery? You know, you talk about, you know, you're looking, you know, you, you can visualize yourself doing the workout and you're breathing. And then they've suddenly strung like an unbelievable workout on you, you know, what's, yeah. how do you reset yeah. afterwards? <laughs> okay, so, well, I would love that. Like, yeah. I would love, I love then being thrown into a workout like that where it's on the fly. We got to say, this is how it's going to go. This is how it's going to go. Right. Um, but to be able then to adapt as well as we're going. Right. So that's super important to relax. And, you know, my it's like I say to myself, I, I'm executing this flawlessly. Beyond my plan, I am going to, uh, you know, go ahead, go over and above what I've actually planned. Now, when that doesn't happen, that's OK. That's in the debriefing. We go through that. But an example of that is we had to double under on the turf at the games. I'd, I'd never done dumbbell yes. unders on grass on the turf, you know, so I just, right. We didn't talk too much about it. My coach and I, you know, we jump a little higher, you know, this, but it was, I, I mean, it was crazy. Um, if we could get, I'm like, I'm a good 7,500 double under in a row kind of consistently. If we were getting five double unders in a row, we were all like so excited <laughs> on yeah. the turf. Right. And we had three rounds of this. But I loved it because it was like, I remember going up to the second round and I'm walking up to my judge and I'm saying to myself, all right, Lori, you're going to figure this out or you're going to die. And I'm also thinking, good job, CrossFit, like to put us in this situation to make us think, you know, and work out. It's like, you know, the unknowable, right? You're, yeah. you're just put in, figure it out. You're an athlete. Figure out how you're going to do this. It was great fun. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. You love that challenge then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any sport that really puts an athlete in that situation uh, on the spot right now. And <laughs> it seems to be a huge demand in, uh, in CrossFit. Um, mm. I'm yeah. curious. So it, it seems like you have such like really excellent knowledge about, you know, psychology and, and the mind. So where, where did this come from? Was it from your experience and maybe from the games itself, you know, you've kind of built this awareness or have you worked with someone externally or, what is it? Yeah. 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 My friend who, you know, he said to me, uh, he said, you know what, I can, I can help you. I think I know what's going on. And uh, that started, that did start what I, you know, I see this journey of, you know, studying myself and um, you know, I would, I would have to say, uh, gee, it would be like, it would be like the masters. Like I, he, he was somebody who had stuttered, studied, uh, you know, uh, Napoleon Hill, uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy, um, you know, who else, like all of the greats that talk about the power of the subconscious mind, right? So separating the conscious thinking mind from the emotional mind. And I came to understand my emotional mind was not shored up to what my conscious thinking mind was. I knew I could win the CrossFit games. I was good enough, but emotionally, I was not telling myself that. And when I dug down into that and started to understand how that works, uh, that I had to bring that emotional piece up to say, no, 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 you are, you're good enough. Get, put that aside. And uh, in, in the work that I did, we call it paradigms. It's these undercurrents underneath that are working behind the scenes that we're not even aware of. And an example of that is um, when I started CrossFit, I had very tight shoulders and pectoral girdle. I was just tight. And I, I so for swinging on the bar was not good for me. I, I couldn't swing very well on the bar. And people said that to me, said, whoa, like you're, you're very tight. This, you know, you don't swing very well. And they weren't telling me I wasn't good at it. They were stating a fact. But emotionally, I took that in as I'm not very good on the bar. I'm not very good at pull-ups. I'm not very good at swinging, right? And, and like that was an undercurrent in my life um, for years. And every year at the games, when the pull-up workouts came in, the swinging workouts, um, it was like mad damage control. I need to come in in like the top 15, right? And it was always kind of plummet me down the leaderboard at the time. And I came to see like, this was, this was not a truth about me. I, I like, I let that sink down into me. And when I, you know, when I realized that I like, it was like off to the side, you go, I, uh, you know, I have like a book of 365 days of writing down who I, like, I am 
good at this, or I'm, I win, I win the muscle up water. I win this one. And, um, it was, it was like a big change for me to make that. And in the 2021 games for the first time in my CrossFit career, I came in second in the muscle up wad and moved up the leaderboard. I've never done that. Never mm-hmm. done that. You know, and it, and I, 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 I tell people like, it's simple, but it's not easy to do this. It is simple, but it is not easy to go down and do some excavating around your emotional thinking. Uh, and that was for me, the biggest thing that I learned to do was uh, my circumstances do not dictate who I am. Yeah. I will dictate who I am and what I can become, you know, and it made, uh, it made a big difference for me just to talk to myself differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that technique that you use there, journaling, writing everything down on paper is definitely a, a fantastic uh, method I think all athletes should use um, to you know do that excavating and, and you having it in front of you and rereading it really makes you understand who you are as a person like it kind of reminds you refreshes you refreshes your mind um, I do it a lot not even psychology related just like with work and stuff I like to have things written down um, yes. I don't know I just remember it ways ways way easier um, so yeah Mm-hmm. And then there's something about writing it on paper as well that's yeah. uh, even more in stone. You know, I feel like that's way more powerful than writing it on a laptop. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it is. It's a. It's another uh, physiological it's an piece exercise. of us. Yeah. Yep. It's. It. Yeah. There's a different connection when you write. So I often. Yeah. I. I recommend people get a pen and paper. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I Do have you, this like yeah. book that um, where I plan my day, and it's like it's called Six Minute Success Plan. And I literally just write down like six things I want to succeed, like doing that day. And then that's just sort of me set for the day then. And I do that every morning. So that's sort of my uh, journaling sort of. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what works for me. Yeah. Um, but hey, go on, John. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really eager to talk to you about is obviously 2019, which was like a huge year for you in terms of you being an athlete, you know, you had, um, you won the gold at the CrossFit Games and then you set two world records at the uh, World Masters <laughs> Weightlifting Championship. And, you know, for you to tell me that you hadn't touched a barbell in 2010 when you first went to that CrossFit gym and, you know, you, you saw the weights on either side and you thought, I can't wait to be there. To go on and set world records in 2019 must have been an unbelievable feeling. Uh, yeah, it was... Um again uh because emotionally like my emotional brain i was that i'm not a great weightlifter i'm strong but i'm not a great weightlifter you know and so uh that was yeah to be given the opportunity to go and do that uh yeah it was a lot of fun and uh you know we lifted on the same platform that was used in the olympics in montreal uh like it was epic to be there doing to do that and um i yeah i don't know what to say i um i want to i want to go back and uh you know break my record i didn't hit i didn't make i didn't you know i didn't make the snatch i wanted to make so i didn't set a record in the snatch but the two records were the clean and jerk was a world record and then my total was a new world record um and it was I've, yeah, I've really learned a lot about weightlifting. It's taught me um, patience, even though it's, it's like, it's three seconds of effort, but it was something for me to learn because it's very, that's very different than CrossFit, right? I, we get a little more time than three seconds, right? But that's all you get. So it it taught me a lot. And uh, yeah, to set the records, you know, gentlemen, I like, I'd have to say though, if a lot of my CrossFit friends had put their name into the hat and went to that world weightlifting, I don't think I'd have been the, I might've not have been the world record holder, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. mind you, I like in, I, granted in CrossFit, our lifts wouldn't always count on a, on an Olympic lifting platform. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I have, t- I've had good coaches, you know, so um, I, I'm, my, my technique is, okay it's okay right like it, it held up at a at a, a judged 
world-class lifting competition. So I was really proud of that. Um, but it's, but that's because I've had, I've had really good coaches to, uh, to coach me, but man, I never win the lifting events at CrossFit. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. And, you know, I loved when you talked about, you know, what weightlifting has taught you and it's that patience, you know, I've started uh, working out with a friend and he's very, um, he's like a power lifter and I've normally, I come from like a, not a bodybuilding background, but in terms of that rep range, eight to 12 is normally what I stay between. And I've started training with him and his is more like three to five, hitting heavy singles and things like that. And it definitely teaches you, you know, that patience and that definitely trust in the process, you know, stick to your program, stick to your programming and the numbers will come. And uh, that's one thing it's teaching me uh, for, for sure. And, you know, we always talk about trusting the process on this podcast. Yes. It's been a heavy theme across all, all the guests. So I just wanted to bring that up in terms of what weightlifting can teach you. And I, I think in, in weightlifting, they sometimes say like, how many times have you touched the barbell? It's like, how many reps have you done? How many times have you put your hand on the barbell? You know, and it's, and it's not that it's like a, a max rep. It's like, drill like over and over and over lower weights reps done with in you know in correct proper technique you know and that's the thing and again I've had uh, such good coaches who were good lifting coaches as well as really good CrossFit athletes I've been very fortunate that way you know so um yeah it's uh it's interesting that it's you know it's it's within CrossFit you know and yet it's this own amazing sport right like lifting is like its own amazing sport when you watch lifters like it they're beautiful to watch so i yeah i find it fascinating definitely i was going to ask you about 2020 obviously the crossfit games were you know cancelled how was that for you because obviously i can imagine as an athlete you know you've you've trained long hours uh you've, you've sacrificed you know a lot of things and how was it for you to kind of cope with, with that period yeah, great question. And you know, I again, um, I I do fitness. Like I, I also work out for. Um, if, if there weren't any CrossFit games, I would still be a contender. I'd mm. still find some way to, you know, contend with somebody. And so, I, I you know, I I recognize CrossFit. It's my sport. It's been my choice of antidepressant for all the years that I've done it like it has carried me through again managing rheumatoid arthritis if I you know uh, not moving is never the answer uh, and I, I believe that for everybody we were we're meant to move in some way not everybody's meant to do CrossFit but we're all meant to move our bodies it creates like different hormonal balances in our body, like not even the physiological things, but all the psychological pieces. So, you know, I, even though there were no CrossFit games, I, I trained because I, what's important to me is to grow and become better. And I, I do that through physical activity. It teaches me so much about myself. So I, I, it was, yeah, it was fine. There were no, um, no games. There was actually a group um, uh, who did an online competition and they did a great, like they did an amazing online competition for us. It was so hard. I came in second in that online competition. Right. Um, but boy, it was so fun, um, to actually compete again, like be at the start line, somebody's watching you, judging you. And there's like a three, two, one go. I, I was so fun. Like I was so grateful for that online competition because it was just fun to be put back into that mental headspace. Uh, but at the same time, I continue fitnessing, like I would continue exercising because it's does so much more for me than just get me to the CrossFit games. Yeah. yeah. So just there, you've talked about, you know, what, what CrossFit teaches you and stuff. Um, I, I had a question. It also ties in with something that you've done in the past. So I was going to ask you if you had any tips for CrossFit listeners um, who are trying to pursue like a similar dream to you and, you know, make it to the games. Um, but I saw you that you'd wrote a ebook in, in it was last year, um, insights to be on point for the open, uh, mm -hmm. obviously link, links to all that will be in the description of the YouTube video. You know, what was the motivation behind writing that book? And, you know, if you could give us an overview or a little insight into, you know, mm. some of them tips. Uh, yeah, you know what, um, I think, you know, it's like when you, 
when you learn something that's uh, been so meaningful to you, uh, it's important to share that. Like it's, if I can, if I can give something, somebody that something that helps them move forward in their journey where they're wanting to go, that's so important. Um, like bring up as many people as we can with us. It's, it's no fun being on a journey by yourself. Um, but you know, if you can have people come along and again, like that's the CrossFit community. Like I look at everything I have been given through coaches and the community and support through people, man, it's like, give that back, like pay back, pay back, right. Pay forward. And so, um, yeah, my book was like, man, these are some things that I have learned and um, through my years of doing the open. And, uh, it was, uh, I, I love writing something about writing. I love writing. And so, uh, yeah, I put that little book together with the most important things, you know, for me that I found to get through the open and, uh, yeah, those tips are still like, I go back and look at that book. I still stand by those for what gets me through the open. Right. You know, like the, there's the diet, the rest, man, stay off the leaderboard. Uh, right. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, have a why, have a why that you're looking through. You know, I think there's something in there like like the purpose part. All of those things still are the things I work on myself. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, I like I go back to the just that piece about what you do in the gym. It's it's very important. But there's such a like your your nutrition taking care of your sleep, like taking care of all the other um, sides to us, like, uh, you know, that your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, like all those sides have to also be taken care of, not just getting into the gym and grinding out all the reps. Like if I don't take care of all of the other stuff that goes alongside that, I can't get back into the gym to grind out all the reps because I'm too tired, I'm underfed. Uh, and you know, those are the times you're going to do something and all of a sudden you got an injury, right? You know, so I, it's as, it is as difficult to pay attention to everything outside of the gym. Like, I honestly think the training part's the easy part. Yeah. That's the easy part, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, so. It's that discipline outside, uh, yeah, it's 100%. Mm -hmm. It's something like, it was it like 30% training 70 percent they say diet but i think a discipline in terms of everything is 70 yeah. percent outside of the gym 100 yeah and and i have to say that was part of my like when i talk about identity it was part of me um also acknowledging i don't do a lot of other things like yeah. You know, and people like people would say well don't you ever have any fun i always use that one and it's like yeah, my life is fun, but this is what my life is. I recognize it wouldn't be for everybody else, but I've, I've just had to come to accept this is who I am and I love it. I know a lot about CrossFit. I don't know a lot about anything else, but I love, if you want to teach me and talk to me about it, I'd love to learn about it, but this is what I do, right? This is, this is, this is what I do. And, and again, like if we talk about balance, my life would not be balanced for someone else, but this is my balance. This is a perfectly balanced life for me, right? And it's just not getting caught up in, um, you know, the opinions of other people around that. And so, you know, you know, like I say to other people out there, like if your soul is summoning you to something and my soul was summoning me to accept this is who I am, I'm much happier now that I've done that, right? And I can let other things go. You mentioned a, a really interesting point uh, about finding your why. I think a lot of athletes, especially at high level, they they tend to forget what their why is or not really know what their why is. Like, is it chasing gold medals? Is it, you know, getting that world record, the personal record? Laurie, what what is what's your why? Or how, yeah. Tell yeah. us. Uh yeah, like I came again, it's a, I would have to say like, I have to bring out the spirituality here to not, I hope not to like, uh, it's just, it, but it is who I am. It's, it's yeah. what it is. So I've, I've came to understand, like, it's a gift I've been given. Gifts are made to be open and be shared. And, you know, and I, and I've said this too, in some of my talks, I said, if you can combine your gift um, with what you do in life, your gift will make you a living. Like if we all, and there is one thing that each of us does better than anybody else in the world. Nobody else can do it like you do it. 
And if we could, if we could acknowledge that, you know, and just um, live that, um, uh, I, I believe like that's what we're meant to do here. And, and for me, I recognize, I, like I get messages from people, you know, asking me questions about how I train. What about diet for masters? Well, this is my first competition. Do you have any tips from me? You know, and I'm, I love it. Like I'm amazed by that. Right. And I love answering all of them. And I'm always amazed about the gratitude that I get back. And like, and so I recognize when I go out there and I do my best at what this is my gift, then other people's lives are bettered. I contribute to the world. If I just, if I change one life, one life in a better way. That's a really good thing. And so my why to this is that I recognize I've been given a gift. And I use the word God. That's that's a word I use. I use the word God. God is looking to experience all of this through me. Like I, I believe we're all extensions of God. And that we this this power that's out there, this universe of energy, we're all out there to put our gift out there because it's experienced in many ways. And I've done that. I've, I've, I've seen that happening through other people, you know, coming to me and, and, you know, asking questions. And so um, my why is to, you know, continue exploring this gift and being the best that I can, because it helps other people in different ways. So, I mean, it's taken the whole competition thing right out of it even though i love competing <laughs> I, I like i love it right but i recognize why i've been given what i've been given and you know why i do it i actually have i've said you know my goal at the crossfit games is actually not to win the crossfit games that's a consequence of me nailing my goal which is being my best right mm -hmm. setting my standards hitting those standards or rising above them, then the consequence is possibly I can win the CrossFit games. That's a cool consequence, right? But it's not the goal, okay. you know? So my why is very much attached to the gift I've been given by a higher power and I need to pay that back. I love that. Yeah, In terms of this, like continuing, you know, what is next for you then? So like, what are sort of your future goals and ambitions moving from this point onwards? If you're talking about specifics. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to, I, I want to write a book. I have a book I would like to write. Um, and it's uh, kind of around, you know, all the most important lessons I've learned came from losing. And, uh, so, you know, so I'd like to kind of get that out of me, because uh, it's, it's a fun story for me to write and to look at that. And again, I think it, I think it might give people some insight into uh, the importance of letting go of results let go of results and, you know, get, get out there and, uh, uh, you know, just, just do some things and see what happens. So uh, that uh, I certainly hope CrossFit continues to increase the master's divisions so that there's one like at 70 and 75 and <laughs> I'm still, I'm still doing that. Um, yeah. I, I see, like, I love, I love doing CrossFit. So I, I hope uh, I plan on continuing to do that. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I, I started on point coaching, which um, is uh, my consulting company. I actually took what I did was I, I took the process. Like, it was cool because I was able to step back and actually see, wow, this is, I can see what I did. I walked through doing these things and some of the processes that I did, and I took them and put them into a program I called performance on point. And um, I'm, you know, I'm lucky enough to have some clients that I have been, I get to work with and I get to walk them through this. So I get to give them the tools that I used and here, take the, it's like, here's this toolbox, open it up and let's see what you can do with these tools now, because I hope it sees you um, looking that your ceiling of potential is just perceived. Let's break through that, right? And, you know, and see what you can do. So in the future, I'd like to see that um, happening more. I'd like to do more speaking uh, around those things. Like, again, it's like, when you figure something out, and you learn something, you just want other people to uh, hear it uh, and hope that it, it puts them on a path to, to, towards their goals. Yeah. That's sort of our goal with this podcast, you know, to get people from all different walks of life, all different sports. And, you know, they might not even be competing in that port, 
sport, but they're able to take something away from it, apply it to their lives, and you know, it will help them achieve their goals and make their life better. So, thanks so much for uh, coming on and you know, sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Um, they were all You're the welcome. questions we had for you. So, no, yeah, thanks so much. Um, it, was, it was a great podcast to listen to. Like, I, it's probably one of the going to be one of those ones that I listen back to because, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Oh, thanks guys thank you I, I yeah thanks for the platform to be able to like i say talk and uh about what i love passionate about it is there anything you want to sort of shout out or say obviously you've just you've talked about your public speaking all, all links to that will be in the description of the youtube video all your socials and that so if there's anything you want to say sort of a final final word or comment yeah you know again uh man I have the importance of moving our bodies, get out there and do that. I, I am all about that. I, I think it's uh, such an important thing for us as just our physical humanness that we have move. But yeah, um, listen to this podcast. These guys are doing a great job here. Uh, some, you know, valuable stuff coming out. And I think today we are all looking to find some connection. We're all looking to be part of a story. Now we've been so disconnected. Our world is becoming so polarized. Uh, like things like this that bring us together uh, are super important. We're all looking for that. 100%. Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's great. Thanks, guys. Okay. It was so a lot of fun. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please share this with your friends or someone you would feel would benefit from it. Most importantly, like, subscribe, comment down below any questions or guests you'd like us to get on in the future. Also, go follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Links, to be in, links will be in the description of the YouTube video or find us at Master in the Mind podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.